Hello, hello, and welcome to Tuesday Talks, the podcast. My name is Mary Spender, and thank you very much for joining me. This week's interview is a, well, it's more of a conversation with Rob Chapman, aka Chappers, who I basically see as the godfather of guitar YouTube. He's been doing it for years and years, and kind of paved the way for the lot of us, so um, very, very Uh, happy to call him a friend now. Um, But before we get into that conversation, I want to talk to you about this week's sponsor, DistroKid. Uh, If you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you will know that they have been very loyal and they um, have shown their support up until the end of 2019, which is incredible. But DistroKid is the easiest way for me personally to get my music up on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Tidal, TikTok, YouTube, and you can do it too for $19.99 a year year but with the link in the description there is a seven percent discount so if you haven't signed up with them before uh, sign up using that link and you will get seven percent off your first year but basically they let you keep a hundred percent of your royalties they um, let you get paid monthly they are um, able to put your music in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor um, especially at the fraction of the price so I really, really encourage you, if you are looking to get your music up online, use DistroKid. Um, it just, it saves a lot of hassle. They're very, very, um, their ethos is very, very good for the independent musician. They actually pay you if you want to collaborate with someone. It's so incredibly easy to organize splits. But basically, they are fantastic. I can't rave about them enough. Very, very happy for them to be sponsoring this podcast. Um, so news. I have news. I can actually finally let you guys know uh, I'm going on tour. It's been a busy week. It's been a busy week. Um, but I am finishing the week uh, on tour with the Brothers Landreth. I am their support act. I will be opening their show. I will have about a 30 minute set and we are kicking off this Friday 22nd in the Netherlands. Um, Check out their website for tickets. Check out my website for tickets. Check out all my social media if you want to find out where. Um, But basically we're in the Netherlands. Um, We're in in Germany, in Munich, and then we are going up to Denmark and then we are back down to Germany. And um, yeah, do you know what? I should probably actually just read you the dates i'm sorry if uh if you aren't based in any of those countries um but look okay right we are in november uh we are in november literally now so the netherlands um 22nd i'm gonna murder these names groningen hopefully that I got that right. Uh, 22nd, that is this Friday. Then we are in Munich on the 23rd, Saturday night. Then we're in Hamburg. Super excited about playing in Hamburg. Then we're in Odense in Denmark. Again, sorry if I'm murdering these names. We are in Denmark for two nights only. I actually do think those dates are sold out. Sorry, anyone over there. Um, Then we are in Berlin on the 27th of November. Then we're in Cologne, 28th of November. And then finally, I will be back home, but I will be doing a headline show on December 14th with a full band uh, uh, in London at uh, 229 uh, Venue 2. So that is on Great Portland Street, basically very, very central London. Um, But I would really, really love to see your faces if uh, if you are based in any of those countries or you're based here in London, um, then please, please come to a show. It would be really great to see some faces, um, you know, when when it's strange to seeing numbers all the time. I want to see um, see you and have conversations. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm 
so, so, so excited about those shows. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Here is my conversation with Rob Chapman. Hi, my name is Mary Spender and you are listening to Tuesday, 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 Tuesday Talks. Okay, I'm going to have to tell you this because if I don't tell you this, I'm going to feel like I've let myself down. And I promise you this is not premeditated. And I, I promise you that what I'm telling you is genuine. But I had a dream last night. About me. <laughs> so did you see recently that um, Pete... And, <laughs> yeah. But did you see recently that Pete and Lee put on corpse paint and did the PRS demo? Uh, I haven't seen that, but cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I had a dream, and this may be a premonition, that you put on corpse paint in a video with Rob Scallon. And you made a doom metal band called Fairy Blender. Fairy Blender? Yes. That is a good name, though. Now, and I'm just leaving you that you idea from my subconscious. Well, I know that, it could happen because you work with Rob all the time. <laughs> but how many women do you see in corpse paint? Uh, Have you ever seen a woman in corpse paint? No. <laughs> I haven't seen many people in corpse paint, though. All right. I'm not in that, in that field. You've got but to check out Fairy Blender. Borgia. Fairy Blender. Fairy Blender. Yeah. Oh, it's so It's a sinister. play on your name. It's so sinister. It's pretty sinister. That's so sinister. <laughs> but there was a dream. And I woke up kind of like, <laughs> I woke up like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, it's surprising that you remember your dreams, but that I, one is particularly good. I very occasionally do remember a dream. Sometimes I've dreamt lyrics. Sometimes I have dreamt riffs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just dream stupid video ideas. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. I used to, um, when I was at university, had like seven flatmates and I would try and write down my dream Uh as soon as I had it because I was like dreaming a lot. Turns out there was like loads of mold in my room and I think I was just hallucinating at night. It's the second year of university. Um, And I'd go downstairs and then read out my dreams to everyone. It was like this little like breakfast so the number seven it didn't last long because people lost interest in me being a weirdo right <laughs> the number seven really features highly in your life with with your 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 days of the week concept that's obviously going to unravel um your seven flatmates is this some is there some kind of numerological sort of conspiracy dwelling in have you got a plan is there a master plan uh no okay <laughs> i'm not that clever i I, res- I resemble that remark. Um, um, so at the beginning of this year, we were on a plane together. Yeah, we were. <laughs> you were judging my animal pajama yeah. pants. <laughs> it's not often. Then that I you... turned around and it was you and Matt. Yeah, uh, it's not often that you find Mary Spender on a plane wearing pajamas. <laughs> and it was a really, comfy. it was a really boring flight, and um, it definitely wasn't premier economy, premium economy. It was. Um, you know, it was first class, it, obviously. Yeah, look at us. Definitely first class. <laughs> um, yeah, and we started talking, and and I knew obviously quite a lot about you, but I said, mm-hmm. "Tell me what you're doing and and stuff." Mm-hmm. Do you want to finish the story? Yeah, um, it was it was a a more entertaining flight because of you and Matt being there. Otherwise, it well, would thank be, you. Although I was sat next to a really really nice woman, um, I was just telling you what was going on. I was working full time for sure. And I hadn't yet hit 100,000 subscribers. You were really close to very it. very close. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really start the conversation as other, anything other than being like, yeah, I've got, I've got a lot going on, a lot going on. And you were just like, well, you're probably just going to have to go full time soon, aren't you? And I was like, <gasps> what? 
risk in my life. Yeah. I'm not a risk, risky person. But then you um, kind of made me aware that it wasn't so risky. And um, it was kind of like a proven concept. And then, yeah, basically, I took some of your advice within three weeks. Yeah, you, you quit your job. Sorry, Shaw. I just want to say that um, <laughs> I know that you lost a prize employee. And, no, um, they've got other better people than they have, me. <laughs> they have wonderful people at Shaw. I know, I know a lot of them, Krugnale and all the guys that are great. But um, mm-hmm. no, I think it was just it was the right thing for you to do, wasn't it, really? It was pretty obvious to me. Yeah, I think um, who's going to be all right, a fledgling YouTube channel or a 93-year-old company? Ooh. You know? But I mean that. Like, yeah. they, they were going to be fine without me. I, yeah. I knew that. They knew that. It was fine. I got yeah. their blessing. Um, they understood that I needed to yeah. go and try it. And when you look at how much time is available to you to put into yourself, to finance yourself. and It is finite. It, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's mad. And I thought I was going to be like... Um, I don't know. I, I thought I was going to have more spare time, and it's now November. Yeah. And there is this hasn't slowed down. Well, put it this way: How much of the time since then have you been in England? Um, a bit more. I've been back since May, but been more in Europe. Yeah. This summer. And yeah. you've been in America a lot too, haven't you? I was in America over that, yeah, from September last year to to May. Yeah, I was in America a lot, but I was kind of there for. I think some people think I'm like really fancy working out there and stuff, but I wasn't working. I was just traveling around for six right. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like staying with friends, obviously like collabing with YouTubers. Um, but uh, yeah, I had a bit of a soul searching trip after leaving Shaw and I needed to go and do that and take that time and like use up all the, not use up, that sounds so wrong, but um, go and get in contact with people that I've been sort of meaning to hang out with. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it started off with like a really sad thing, and then it turned out to be, you know, quite like a life-changing, life-affirming trip. So yeah, book en- bookended by um, Rob Scallon in Chicago. He's a great bookend. He's a great bookend. I can't think yeah. of a better bookend than Mr. Scallon. <laughs> I know what what a wonderful human being. And yeah, he's fairly creative. Fairly creative, fairly imaginative, and fairly kind as well. Yeah, fairly, very, very kind. Yeah. Um, no, he helped. He helped me a lot. He. Um, uh, we we did the like you know coming up with the idea to do a Halloween special in April, yeah. that sort of thing, <laughs> which has only just come out now. So it looks like it looks like we've done loads over the last few months, but I haven't actually been there since since uh, beginning of May. It's that pre-organized um, YouTube social media mindset where you go, like Sylvia was saying to me ages ago, you've got to get a Christmas video done at Toman, and they're like, but it's like months and months away. And mm. then I realised, you know, that's that's actually quite important for me to do. And uh, planning my current, my YouTube channel Christmas video, which is going to be really cool. Um, we can't talk about it. It's brilliant. On this podcast. <laughs> just, but just imagine a really cool Rob Chapman Christmas video and, um, and you're good. Well, it's like um, recording a Christmas album in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Just put a sleigh bell on it. That's yeah. what you've got to do. I could take any of my back catalogue and put a sleigh bell on it and it would be a Christmas tune. <laughs> how many, how many years has it been now? Are you running your YouTube channel? Uh, I think 11 years. How do you react to people when they're like, oh, well, YouTube could be gone tomorrow. And you're like, I've been doing it for 11 years. I can't wait. <laughs> I, I couldn't can't give, wait for it to be can gone. Can we swear on this podcast? Yeah, I, you I can could do give one like. fuck. I think it would be fine. I, because the thing is, there's a need being fulfilled. And it's being fulfilled by YouTube, but it will that need will just morph into whatever is 
picking it up and fashionable, whether it's TikTok or whether it's Instagram or whether it's MySpace suddenly resurges from the flames like a giant phoenix, mm. it'll always be something and I'll just be there waiting. To, like Chuck just, Norris. Yeah. But Have you joined TikTok? Younger. No, I haven't joined TikTok yet. <laughs> I have. But, right. <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like I should do, but part of me kind of thinks, isn't it Vine? Yeah, but it's called TikTok now. Because I went to, I, I got summoned <laughs> to the Vine headquarters. It's really? New, yeah. And uh, this was before Vine went bust. And they, they, they gave us the full day of Vine is the future and let, let's introduce you to uh, three huge Vine artists. And there was the girl that did the impressions of um, Twilight. Uh, you know, um, um, that one. Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Thank you for remembering her name, yeah. Um, she was really funny, and there was a guy that did a lot of gags, and, and I was like, wow, this, you know, these guys are cool and really funny and very creative. How much money do you make? Well, I work in Tesco's, and then I have, you know, I make a couple of hundred pounds from a, you know, this and that, and I was like, what? Why would I want to do well, that? You see, that's where I think YouTube is still really valuable because, like, you know, Instagram, like, other than sponsored content, it's quite hard to make a living. There's no AdSense on it. Unless I know AdSense are, has, has, <clears throat> has died a, a bit of a death now. Unless you are, are cross-promoting a product. Yeah. And if that product is you, then it makes it even better, I suppose. But the yeah. point was, uh, two weeks later, Vine then closed. That's crazy. They must have known. Oh, they absolutely knew they were on the way out. And they were just bringing YouTubers in, you know, on a little feed ah. to try and persuade them to join the Vine and make it work and fix a massive company within two weeks yeah but it wasn't gonna work that's so crazy um so I, I kind of feel like there will always be a need for a quick fix flash in the pan um 10 20 limited so that there's creativity being forced 20 second video or 30 second video or whatever <clears throat> but i think ultimately people get bored of that medium mm. and they want something longer so i think um it would just be better if people on youtube said uh came up with some kind of playlist concept which is 30 seconds or 20 seconds and they make it into a meme and make it into something that people try and stick to as a format so that you have that on youtube as well as longer form stuff like you and i do mm. yeah you heard That's it here first tiktok's dead <laughs> <laughs> i was looking at it yesterday because um have you ever listened to gary vaynerchuk have you ever watched yeah, any of his of stuff course. yeah i mean like listening to his stuff when i was in my crappy finance job um kind of changed my whole outlook on on how to build a music career now and um he was just saying he's just like you need to be looking at tiktok for eight hours before you even upload your first one and i was like who has eight he's, hours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you take what he said and then and then take the essence of that he's really right well Observe the annoying thing the is he's so right because it, yeah. it, you know i started um he was talking about how it's it's quite hard to like start any other content other than maybe like a talk show or like a Q&A show, which obviously is kind of um, uh, resonates today. But like uh, I started Tuesday Talks because I was just like, I can't upload. I already f had failed at uploading um, a cover song every week. Yeah. And I was like, well, I never run out of things to say. Like you never stop talking. No. You can talk to new people. So I started Tuesday Talks and then, yeah, he's right. And I actually had a really nice message from his team. Wow. Saying, hey, we acknowledge that. Because I sent him um, an email. And, you know, obviously his email is like looked at by a hundred different people. Oh, yeah. But um, that was quite like a cool thing where it was like, damn it, everything he says works. He so is now hugely I'm looking inspiring, at TikTok. mega professional. You yeah, know, he's, he's not everyone's cup of tea, um, but who is? And um, 
he just has quite like um it's not the secret, you know, he like actually gives you actionable advice. So yeah. anyone looking to make content, I'm just I gonna like advertise Gary Vaynerchuk. I think you just used the word actionable. Yeah. That's great. It's a word he uses. Right. Actionable. But you know when someone gives you loads of advice, you can't you can't do anything with it. Yeah. Like the Tony Robbins thing being like, dream bigger. You're like, that's I can't do that. That doesn't help. It kind of does, but like it doesn't actually. Just it, drop some DMT before there. you go to sleep, you know. Just. <laughs> <laughs> he's not there being like, okay, you need to just be uploading to Instagram seven times a day. Like that's something you can actually like yeah. tick off and do. Yeah. Or upload to YouTube once a week. Yeah. Yeah. No, the whole, uh, that, that's my problem. I think I am ubiquitous. I am everywhere and I can't help that now because I put the time in. Yeah. And now I'm, I've done, I have to do the crime. But, um, I kind of worry that if I do TikTok and upload to Facebook native, it's just too much me. Nobody needs that much me. I don't want that much me. I feel sick whenever I hear myself say greetings now. So I just kind of think. I think, I think it's like people can um, get their own dose of you. You know, like yeah. they, can, they can ignore you if they want to. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you have to kind of be everywhere always. Yeah. Because people, there's so much other content. Maybe. But the interesting thing is big... MI-based corporations view your uh, rateable amount in proportion to the amount of content you create. Hmm. So your value goes down as a, as a branded commodity if you make 10 pieces of content a month, for example, as opposed to five pieces of content a month. Ah, uh, you see, I just don't worry about that. Right, <laughs> okay, it's fair play. <laughs> but you've been in the game a lot longer, so give, yeah. me, give me 11 years. Yes, can you imagine 11 years from now? Uh, well, just I started my YouTube channel in 2006. Right. But I didn't do talking. I just did a couple Plain. of videos that are all secret now. Um, so it's crazy that now it's 13 years later and YouTube is still a thing and it's evolved so much. And now, yeah. it's, now it's my living. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's here to stay. And I think um, the... You know, Everything else will evolve around it and, and grow and grow and YouTube will grow too and that's kind of going to be it. You probably can't hear Sylvia's question, but we'll, we'll, we'll short pan it. Basically, Sylvia was saying um, YouTube is demonetizing lots of different areas for lots of different silly reasons. How do we think that will affect YouTube going forward and affect us as creators? Um, and I, my answer would be I... I made myself fairly immune to that because I've never really played covers on YouTube. I've always yeah. improvised or written my own material. I've tried as much as possible not to swear because I I swear a lot with my friends and I feel like as a professional presentation, probably it's not always best to do that, especially when kids are watching and I have kids now and kids. And then uh, the other part of me thinks I just don't give a fuck really. Whatever happens is fine. And if, if YouTube becomes too restrictive, I'll just go somewhere else. Yeah, I think um, the difficulty that they have is that they're trying to restrict it now, whereas like other formats like Netflix or you know all, all those sort of more curated um, production company esque platforms have that censorship already built in, yeah, and then they upload to it. Whereas YouTube have billions of hours uploaded every, yeah. and and they have to have a way of like <clears throat> controlling it somehow. So, yeah, I think it's a real shame. Like I stopped doing covers. I only do covers when I just don't expect to earn any money from it. It's sure. just for pure joy. Um, <clears throat> and I don't really talk about other people's music because even that's copyrighted. And yeah. obviously some of my friends have gone through some 
uh, trouble with that. But you can talk about my music, Mary. That's fine. <laughs> I'll give, I'll give you express permission from my label. Okay, thank you. I will just do Rob a Chapman whole... Incorporated. I will do a whole cover album. Oh, man. You should totally cover one of my tunes. I, like maybe I, something from Clockwork Wolf would be great. Only if you cover one of mine. I, I will do my best, but the playing and the singing and the finger-picking thing is a unique... Um, so, <laughs> I find it hard to play and sing. Really? Unless... But here's, here's the kicker unless it is something I have written. Because if I've written it, it was, it was natural to my physicality. Whereas I find trying to learn something that's, that's picked and sung by someone else incredibly hard. Because it, so it didn't come from my brain. Yeah, I find lyrics very difficult to remember if I haven't written them. Yeah, me I too. can't ever remember cover lyrics. They have to be I have, a to, story. I have to make like a real effort. Yeah. Like going back to Anderson's recently... Lee actually complimented me. He was like, I can't believe you you remember all the lyrics for this song, which I've listened to a hundred times and I can't remember. And I was like, no, I made sure I knew Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, got, um, I had to. I've got a prediction for you. What's that? And probably we should end on this prediction unless you want to keep going. I mean, I'm here all day. Um, my prediction is that there's only one way YouTube will go down. And that is if Netflix open a subsection of Netflix, which is similar to YouTube. Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, Netflix, I had a friend who got a documentary on there. The viewership is nothing in comparison to YouTube. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's strange because it's so, obviously the viewership in terms of like people subscribed is massive. Yeah. But YouTube's free. Yeah. yeah. So it just, it's just a different beast. It's a different thing. Um, And like if you, if you get something bought by Netflix and it goes on, um, as opposed to if you have an audience with even just like a million subscribers on YouTube, you'll get more views on YouTube. Right. But that makes sense. It's free. Yeah, that's true. People people love them, some free stuff. Yeah. I do. Um, I also wanted to say something. Oh, yeah. Uh, 4K on YouTube is preferred now by YouTube's algorithm. The algorithm likes it, doesn't it? Because they're trying to compete with something like Netflix. Yeah, I might just upload 360p just to annoy YouTube. <laughs> I might just do everything wrong. 360p, black thumbnails, and yeah. then just and and the title should just be a number one. <laughs> do you know what the weirdest thing is with your audience? I actually think um, with your size of audience, that would do incredibly well. <laughs> should we do that for a few months and just see what happens? It'd be so funny. One. <laughs> I I mean that actually would actually possibly so who who did the who did the thumbnail um where it was like just a complete blank thumbnail and someone was just like do not watch this and it uh, did I don't obviously know, but uh, or no one no one will watch this I might try that I actually um I did something a bit clickbaity it wasn't clickbaity I just thought that it was going to happen I had a video do really really well about going into an anechoic chamber Oh, which yeah. I uploaded around the time we were at Toman. Um, and then the next week I just had an absolute panic and it was like Tuesday, 5 p.m. Should have had a whole week. I had a whole week to get a video done. Couldn't do it. Just like mentally blocked by it. Um, so I put up a, a cover song. So I was like, okay, well, I can't do another video like that. I'll just do what I do, what I enjoy doing. Yeah. I'll, I'll do a song. I'll do an original song. Put it up put my face in the thumbnail looking a little bit panicked, but it's part of the video, so it's not unnatural. And then I just put it as this video will fail. And literally the first hour was my most successful hour I've ever had on this YouTube. This video, video will fail? Yeah. Okay, Sylvia, yeah. remember, remember that title. We'll use exactly the same title. <laughs> and I, and I, I will uh, make myself look slightly panicked, probably like this. And then um, yeah, we've got a video really coming well. up, which is going to be groundbreaking. Oh yeah! Do you see that guitar over there? 
the ghost fret. Yeah. That's been that's had its beauty that's had its beauty marred. Uh, in Did you so- set it on fire? Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you, but Sylvia's holding a clue as to uh, as to what we might have done with with that guitar. Oh. Yeah. When is that video coming out? Uh, it's coming out this week. So anyone listening to this podcast, and I'm sure there are many many people listening to it, um, I hope these elusive clues. Uh, get you excited to watch me do something really, really stupid to a guitar. Well, with gunpowder. If this comes out not on not tomorrow, next week, it will be out. So I'll link it. Yeah, there will be a link in the notes of this podcast. I was going to harmonise with you then, but I wasn't sure where you were going with. Amanda. I wasn't sure where I was going either. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favourite guitar that you've made? This one. Um, say hundred percent. Sorry, yeah, can't see uh, it. this one, Mary. Yeah, uh, this it's, one. It's the. It's the. <laughs> it's. I'm not used to this format. I'm used to pe- people being able to see me. You know, um, in fact, that's a great idea. Maybe I should just do podcasts for like, you know, six months and then do what you do and actually exercise and lose loads of weight and then grow my beard out and shave my hair and then come back to YouTube looking completely different. That would be kind of cool. Anyway, it's an ML3 semi-hollow traditional, and um, I'm actually going to make myself a signature model based on it, which is just just because I can. Do you know I've got a bit of a claim to fame? Okay. I played one in um, Rob Scallon's video when he went to Guitar Centre to see his signature. Yeah. And I was helping him film that day, and uh, we sat down, and I jammed with him. He was playing a signature, I was playing this, and then someone... <laughs> went in the next day and bought this because I'd played it. Really? Yeah. Well, that does not surprise it's me. You're a famous the coolest person. Th- I'm not. That's the coolest uh, thing that's I think ever that, happened. That's, that's the, the last piece of advice I can give you then, Mary. If, if When you go out, do people go, sorry, excuse me, but are you Mary Spender? Yeah. Yeah. See, and they always ask, <laughs> are you, when they know that you are. I get that I, too. I actually had a guy, I, I had a, a friend visiting, Adam Neely, who, you know, many rumours are flying about us, but friends he came to stay and um uh, i took him back to salisbury because i wanted to show him this 800 year old cathedral which i thought he'd be really fascinated by which he was so we're walking through salisbury town center just minding our own business he was just talking at me about something music theory-esque probably and i probably wasn't listening and then this guy just looked at us went huh adam neely mary spender hmm <laughs> and that was it and i was like hi hi and then he just turned away <laughs> It was the most awkward thing where I was there being like, oh, he he's not a fan. He, he just, just knows you. He knows of us, <clears throat> but he yeah. probably doesn't like what we do. Well, <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, okay. And then I just like continued. And Adam just turned to me and went, wow, you really know everyone in Salisbury because we'd bumped into a few friends earlier. And I was like, no, I really, he knew your name, Adam. I didn't, I didn't know him. He was, he was someone. My, it's just such an awkward thing. I was like, that's where I, I, if I ever get arrogant enough that I'm like, yeah, people are going to know who I am, I will get humbled like that immediately. My most... <laughs> Someone will just be like, I hate what you do. I'll be like, <laughs> fair enough. Hey, yeah. I know who you are, but I hate everything you do. <laughs> you don't normally get that, do you? That's kind of, that's restricted only for social media stuff. My most awkward encounter was at a, at a, a clinic in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was absolutely rammed and it was really really cool and at the end they formed a key to, to meet and greet and everything and this dad had bought two of his kids neither of whom knew who I was and um, but there was a young girl she must have been about seven 
and then there was a young boy who was about, I reckon, five, four or five. And um, the dad was like, hey, kids, do you want to get a photograph with Rob? And they were like, no. <laughs> and then he went, and then he, and he turned to his daughter and said, he's YouTube famous. And she went, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And she came up and got a photograph because I was YouTube famous. I felt nauseous. Everything in my in my body wanted to just say, I... Don't I don't know why, but I don't right like that. Yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. I got recognised um, in O'Hare, flying back from Chicago. I was a bit sad. And uh, this man, incredibly good-looking man, came up to me. I was just like, oh, my God, you married Spender? He was Brazilian. And then he asked his wife, who didn't know who the hell I was... To get a photograph. To get a photo. Yeah. And she just immediately looked <clears throat> panicked, being like, why is he just wandering up to this girl... And just, yeah, it was strange. Anyway, yeah. so that's us talking about being famous. I think that's how we should end it. Well, Talking yeah. about talking, having a meeting on a plane this is on our been, way to LA. <laughs> and we can be those kinds pleasant. of guys now. <laughs> I, um, I like that this has just basically been a, a random chat. Yeah, that's all, that's all podcasts should be, just yeah. a conversation. I think you're probably right. Thank you very mm. much for having me on your show in my house. <laughs> yes, thanks for having me in your house on being on my show. There we go. <laughs> Bye. Bye.